What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here connecting with incredible people who have unbelievable stories to tell. And today's episode is a very, very fun one. I have a dear friend joining the show and the host of the Crime with a K podcast, Kelsey Gagner, is joining today's show to talk about a topic that we have not touched on here on Normal Guy Lazy Eye, and that is true crime. Kelsey dives into all things true crime on her show, Crime with a K, so be sure to go check it out. But on today's episode, I'm learning a lot about this crazy thing that everyone is obviously obsessed with, whether it's your Netflix documentaries, whether it's your podcast, true crime is something we've all been kind of entranced with here in the United States. So without further ado, I'm super excited to introduce you guys to a dear friend of mine. Here she is, Kelsey Gagner. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, everyone, on this week's episode, we're getting a little spooky with some true crime talk. Joining us on this week is Kelsey Gagner. Kelsey is the host of the new podcast, Crime with a K, uh, found wherever you find your podcast. She also happens to be one of the hardest workers that I know from a uh, other life that we both live, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But Kelsey, welcome to the show. How are you? It's good to have you Hi, on. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How have things been? You're up in Salem now. How is, uh, how's, how's it life over there in spooky land up in Salem? It is spooky all year round. When they say that it's like literally the most haunted spooky town, they, they're not kidding. And no, the, I know. <laughs> the people are always dressed up and always spooky and like Halloween all year round, like Christmas was like skeletons and purple and green. And I'm like, wow, we are on brand with a haunted spooky theme, but I love it. If it's, if it's the podcast. So it's there you go. There you go. Is are, so like the Christmas lights, like purple and orange and green rather than like the green, red, like white jolly type thing. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's like dead Santa. And oh I'm gosh, <laughs> I love that. I'll never forget. We, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put it on blast here, but she doesn't care. We actually were laughing about this at dinner the other night. We did, uh, we did Salem like my first fall in mass. Cause I lived in Woburn and we did, we did like Salem during Halloween and we did like a boat cruise. It was really fun. Like, I, I mean, like I was not really a big Halloween kid growing up, but like, I feel like you have to just do when you have to do Salem if you're, if you're in yeah. the vicinity. Um, and so we did a boat cruise. It was super fun. Eve got her face painted and like got a nice little pumpkin. It was, it was a cute little pumpkin. It wasn't like, she didn't do like the full blown, like as like, like many oh God, of those people her. were doing, many people were doing like full, like 40 year olds, mm-hmm. just full fledged, you know, black mm-hmm. cat, whatever. Um, and we go out to dinner, <laughs> we go out to dinner at like this, like pretty nice Italian restaurant in Stoneham. And, and like, she just has a pumpkin on her face. And like the waitress, is, cause it's like, it's like Halloween. It's like the day before Halloween. And the waitress is like, I love your pumpkin. <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> oh my god that's so funny that's so cute but it's so it's funny because like if she's in Salem gets the pumpkin everybody's like on uh, yeah so cute but yeah. the, can't you leave Salem everybody's like come on dude you know? <laughs> what you do go to Salem yeah, you know, well, like you, you spend the day in Salem yes right. yes I did <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're screwed come Halloween time you're gonna be like I live here I can't help it <laughs> mm-hmm. oh and even now like before this podcast I was on like my hot girl walk 
everybody was out like dressed up like families are dressed up with their pumpkin buckets and I'm like it's April we just April yeah Mm -hmm. we just got done with the easter egg hunt what's going on it's so weird it's literally like a dystopian world and people like I say that and people are like yeah okay Kelsey no you have to come here yeah 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 I hear you I hear you I feel like the fourth of July you're gonna have like orange fireworks or something (laughs) I don't know that's weird So, so tell us a little bit about crime with a K. Give us like, what, what's the 30 second teaser here? We're obviously going to get into all of it, mm-hmm. but give us, a, give us the little pitch here. Yeah. So crime with a K is my true crime podcast and we pretty much cover true crime. So, you know, murders, kidnapping, sex crimes, money heists, burglaries, um, random stories that have happened to people that we know. So like me, my sister having guests on things like that and trying to, not make it so harsh like a lot of true crime podcasts are because a lot of them you listen to and then you leave and you're like well I need a cleanser of everything that's happy and so I try to make it not as gruesome and not as harsh and we do coffee corner because everybody usually listens to podcasts in the morning when they're on the way to work or they're Mm -hmm. and so it's we're having our cup of coffee we're talking about where we're going we go to small coffee shops around the world around, around the world around where I am and we just shout out coffee shops and talk about crime. I like that. Well, you were recently around the world and we'll get to that in a minute. So you're not far <laughs> off there with coffee shops around the world. <laughs> but so what made you get into true crime? How did you kind of come up with the idea to start this podcast? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because everybody will be like, oh my God, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah, it's true crime. And they're like, oh, oh. it's dark. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But growing up, like my mom was really into true crime and is still into true crime. And that's pretty much all she ever had on TV. So like Snapped and Dateline. And if she wasn't watching that, it was Law and Order. And so I just growing up was always exposed to all these things. Mm. We would kind of always use different cases to tell us things like don't hitchhike because of this case and don't talk to people at the grocery store because of this case. And I was always like, yes, okay, noted, noted. And then Growing up, I liked true crime and I did my high school thesis, like my senior thesis, where I did like 40 pages on Ted Bundy. Like I just was really into learning about true crime and why people do the things they do and how it happens. And so then now it's pretty much all I listen to and all I read and all I, you know, watch on Netflix. And last summer I was listening to Morbid. They're also a true crime podcast from Massachusetts. And they didn't really cover a lot of the cases that I knew that happened in mass. And Mm. I could do this. I could be a true crime podcaster. I have cases that people haven't covered. And so I pretty much just ordered a mic and started it up. I love that. I love that's exactly how I started this thing. I was like, you know what? Well, how hard it could it be? And then 78 episodes later, I'm like, this is really hard. This is really hard. It's so hard when you say you're coming out with a weekly show, the week goes by so fast. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, you think it's like the mic is so easy to get that you're like, all I need is a mic and I have the laptop. And then you're like, oh my God, I need content. I need content. I need to edit. I need to sound sound check. Like I've always said, and people are going to be sick about hearing this, but I've always said, I don't even listen to my own show at this point. Cause by the time it's on anchor and pass through and on Spotify and on Apple, I've Mm -hmm. heard it five times. And like, if I hear welcome to another episode of normal guy lazy, I podcast one more time. I might throw up. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about that with my sister the other day. Cause I was like listening to it back. Mm. 
in your head, you're like, I've had enough. I've had yeah. enough of my voice. I've written this case. I've researched this case. I've edited this episode. I've posted it. I've listened to it back. And at that point, I'm like, why do people want to listen to me? Seriously. Can't listen to myself. <laughs> and it's usually at that point in the week when someone randomly hits you up with, why should I listen to your podcast? And you're like, I don't know. Just do it if you want. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Do it or don't. I know my voice is kind of painful, but yeah. maybe I love that. It. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's and like now that like, people will text me like the like, unsolicited texts about an episode, just like yes. you did this once. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like just like no hey, nothing. Unsolicited. Yes. And I was like, what are you talking yes. about? And they're like, on episode 63 of your podcast around minute 47, yes. you said this. And I was like, oh, oh, I did say that. But yeah, like like it's just so random. I love it. it is, I love it. But I love it because it's so funny and like it brings people like in your little community and you're like, oh, people, this is a family. Yeah. Well, we are friends. Yeah. And like, especially now with like how however many episodes I have now, like 78, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like people are still like that episode 15 was so good. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like that one was like my worst one or something. Like the first one was right. my worst one or whatever it was. So that's- Or so you're funny. like, what one was that again? I yeah, I'm like going back to my like the content. I'm like <laughs> scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I have so that's- many videos on my iPhone right now. It's like my storage is dead, done. Oh, well, uh, you could have one video and Apple would be like, I'm sorry, your storage is out and you owe $55. And you're like, yeah. thank you very much. Awesome. <laughs> exactly I love that I love- so you cover crimes ranging like you said from murders to kidnapping sex crimes money heists is there one that's maybe more difficult to cover than others based on maybe the researching or the fact finding I know some topics might be hard to discuss just because of the nature of the topic but more from a researcher's perspective is mm-hmm. there one that's like really hard to find the cold hard facts about yeah so Honestly, I didn't think so until I did my episode probably like two weeks ago um, on Argentina, on a case Mm -hmm. in Argentina. Yeah. What I'm finding is that I don't know if it's because the United States, we love information. and give it to me in buckets. Like like we're very nosy about what's going on. And when something big happens, everybody kind of pounces on it, especially with social media. Like, oh, well, we want to know, and we're going to harass you until we get that information. Other countries aren't like that. So like, if I do a case on an episode in the US, I can find like 500 different articles on it, podcasts on it, Netflix documentaries, Mm. things like that. I do a case on another country and the police reports like, yep, he died. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) What else? And everybody's like, we don't know. So it's definitely like, a case from another country was the hardest case I've ever done. And I guess from like a case perspective, it's kind of interesting because I don't think people would expect this, but I have a really hard time covering stockings. Oh, yeah. Because you don't really think about them, but they're so common. And it's like, you like I know a couple people that it's happened to and I'm like, wow. And it can happen to anyone because all it takes is you being out and somebody becoming obsessed with you. Right. I struggle to cover those because I'm like, oof, no, that's like a whole dark path that I struggle to go down. I hear you. Yeah, those ones are weird. Those ones get kind of creepy, but kind of like to your point on like the social media aspect, I'm totally blanking on her last name and I might even get her first name wrong, but the Utah couple. Oh, Gabby? Gabby, yes. Mm -hmm. Like 
people are we're so I mean we're gonna get to some people are obsessed with this topic in yeah. a second but yeah. I mean like this woman was on live on TikTok for like 48 hours straight she just didn't give up because the like I was like do you go to sleep I mean mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna ask if you have a job because she's probably already making bank off TikTok for doing this live but like what are you doing yeah <laughs> you know, like it's crazy and I mean like you think back to the days of like the Boston Marathon bombing like there were people on police radar scanners that were just like getting every little bit that they could and yep. it's just insane like how much the world has evolved from the Boston Marathon bombing to the Gabby case to you know Michelle Carter who we're going to talk about like and then just every mm-hmm. streaming platform picking it up and making a, a documentary about it it's insane. Oh 100% and like I know people kind of call them like the social justice warriors or like things like that. And they kind of get aggravated, but I'm like, but it gets solved. Like you might not be a cop or a a PI, but like you have people connected now all around the world. That Brian kid couldn't hide anymore. He's in like marshes and swamps in Florida with gators and and jaguars and whatever else lives down there. He's like, I can't show my face in public because of social media and because of this outcry. So I, but I don't know. I don't know if that happens in other countries. I, yeah. Does it do, do the fact do the fact finding portion get harder the colder the case or the older the case or is it like I know you said like the the different countries definitely but mm-hmm. like when it's a cold case that you already don't even have enough facts on is it hard to even just build an episode around something like that? Interesting enough, it kind of depends on the case. What I've found is the true crime community, again, like on social media and online is really big underground. And so you again, have all those people that just stack facts from cases like cold cases and old cases. And so it really kind of depends on how much attention that case got back then. But I haven't really struggled with getting facts or research on older, colder cases. In fact, I feel like the colder they are, there's even more information now because of all the new technology that comes right. to find all this stuff. And it's like cases are being solved through people on Reddit, which is even interesting. So no, I, it really just kind of depends on the case. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of wild. So thinking of like pot, like you mentioned how your mom was kind of obsessed with the law and orders and like the mm-hmm. ion television or whatever was kind of showing, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the mm-hmm. true crime of cable television days. Now with podcasts like Crime Junkie being one of the most renowned podcasts mm-hmm. and maybe more of this younger generation picking up more from like streaming services. But where do you think this phenomenon kind of started and why are people so obsessed with true crime? I think that people really become interested and almost obsessed with things that they themselves can't ever see themselves doing. That's like so far out of our realm of being capable of doing that. You're almost like fascinated by it, especially another human being doing the things that they can do. I mean, me doing the research, I'm like, how does somebody do something like that? And like, we all have a brain and like, we're all a human being and you like, you're taught from a young age to grow up and be respectful and be kind and love everybody. And like, there's people out there that do these horrible, awful things. And I think it just becomes this essentially self-interest of like, well, I want to know, like, why did that person do that? Mm -hmm. But I also think too, they all have this interesting story to tell. So you learn about like that person's background and how they became that person and why they became that person. So it, 
as weird as it is, it's almost like a movie and a book because it is like a story about them. And you want to listen to the beginning, the middle, and the end. But yeah. it sucks that it's like, it's real. And you, and you know the ending. That's the yeah. thing too. Like there's no, I mean, obviously in a cold case, it's finding finding out who did it but mm-hmm. you know the end of the end result of the story that you're looking up here so right. that can be that can be difficult too but I think mm-hmm. too like to your point the fascination of like things you didn't see yourself doing you're talking more on like the crime itself but even like mm-hmm. being a cop like I mean yes it, everyone grew up at some point in their life and I and this might get you know flagged for not whatever but i think everyone wanted to be a cop at some point you know say what you want about cops today but like growing up when i was in second grade you played cops and robbers on the on the playground you know what i mean like whatever (laughs) like that like just like yeah having the badge having the aviators Mm -hmm. you know like whatever that was your Mm -hmm. thing so i think like to your point like that that like nostalgia of like always wanting to be a cop can be sort of the kind of driving facts of like why i'm obsessed with true crime (laughs) even the like even the cops you think about like somebody walking into that scene yeah they have to deal with that and like that's their job like they can't be like oh no thanks I don't that's much for me it's <laughs> I'll like get the next one to, like yeah like I, no 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 I don't do Tuesdays like no thanks. <laughs> it's like they have to handle that and handle it maturely and not show any emotion and that is again all a realm that I can't ever get to because I work in sales and right <laughs> you know like hey guys. we're emotional what can we say <laughs> <laughs> what can we say so mm-hmm. so do you have a favorite crime documentary that's out right now there are a boatload it's almost like if you aren't on netflix every single day which yep. contrary to popular belief apparently not a, pe- a lot of people are if you're listening to the news lately but right, like right but interesting it's, yeah very interesting because <laughs> well because there's another one on hulu or there's another mm-hmm. one on hbo or there's a there's another podcast where i can go get my true crime do you yep. have one that you're obsessed with right now or that you just finished watching and you're like that was incredible so the one that i watched i haven't watched any recently just because i've been so busy with like being out of the country and then like doing this and writing them and I and like with writing them too I'm like okay I've had enough like I need to watch the ultimatum and oh my god okay judgments aside go ahead keep going uh, <laughs> but I think my the one that I found really interesting was and I know we don't swear on this podcast but no, you could no you could swear you could okay swear. It's, it's the name of the title it's don't fuck with cats oh my god <laughs> that one was crazy like Did you just watched that I watched it a couple months ago okay 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 that one and was I was like banana land oh banana land deed I was like what is going it's it's pretty like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like oh I'm gonna watch that viewer discretion is heavily advised yeah I don't think Netflix did enough justice on the viewer discretion part (laughs) it was very much like "Eh." heads up heads up and I was like oh my god (laughs) you know what I watched that so that's when when I saw that I was it was March of 2020 it might have been April of 2020 so I was in my Woburn apartment with my roommate Mm -hmm. shutdown had just happened we just finished like three episodes of Tiger King and we're like, why don't we just try right. something new? Cause we're only here for two weeks. Why don't we just try it? Your brain and, cells had been fried and you right. were yeah, I mean, like, them. yeah, I definitely <laughs> lost brain cells watching Tiger King, but, um, you know, uh, you know, Joe exotic, if you want to come on the show, feel free. But, um, <laughs> but the, the don't fuck with cats and we're saying it because it's the title. Right. It just, 
it kept getting worse. Mm -hmm. I like episode one where the guy was literally killing cats. I was like, this is pretty messed up and Uh I don't love it. And then just, it kept get. I'm not going to spoil it because if you haven't seen it, go see it. But it just kept getting worse. And I was like, wow. And I can't look away. It's like watching a train wreck. You just can't look away. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, a hundred percent. And like, as it went on, you were like, there's no way they're going to find this guy. No way. And then I thought to myself, there's people out there that do this. And I don't, I, I don't want to spoil it because people will probably watch it, but like there's those people are living amongst us. And yeah, like, in, in dungeons and, and anything. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And I just, I, that one, it really mind blew me. And then it, I don't know. I don't know what I should say. Cause I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> people are this, like social media has created a whole new way on how we solve crime and it's it's quite fascinating and I think that there should be a case study on it I will not be doing that right you would like to (laughs) no I mean like like I'm almost in the ballpark of like why commit a crime you're gonna get found like like seriously I mean like Mm -hmm. yes that was always like how you grew up you know like don't commit crimes you're always gonna get caught now it's like don't commit crimes you'll you'll get caught in 30 seconds seconds. or someone already recorded you doing it so you're screwed Especially, have you seen the one about, it's currently like right now, the Orsolia Gall in New York? No, no. So her husband like went away for a trip with the uh, with one son. She was home with the other son. The guy she was having an affair with came over, murdered her, put her in a duffel bag, and somebody's ring camera caught him within like that day. So oh it's, my God. You, can't, you can't do anything without somebody like everything is on surveillance yeah yeah I mean detectives are like light work that's a 12-hour day light (laughs) work light work (laughs) oh rain camera yeah got him you know what's the what was the one that was it it was on Netflix I want to say it was like something next door the something something next door it was she was she was a big Facebook Facebooky and again don't want to ruin it but this guy had some bad thoughts about his whole family and that one that one probably messed me up more than don't f with cats because mm-hmm. i was like this looked like a normal family like at least as you learned the, oh, was the it? antagonist oh, yeah. of don't f with cats like you're like this guy's messed up like was, I, it's chris, it's chris watts right yes yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. so chris watts this is i won't ever cover his case i because he in jail listens to podcasts about himself and he's like these girls are obsessed with me these people are obsessed with me they love to talk about me and I'm like dude nobody's idolizing you and like I will I never want to give somebody like that satisfaction is because then their twisted mind they're like they're talking about me yeah so we'll bleep all this out yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) no I just thought it was an insane insane thing I just like Mm -hmm. I watched that I watched that one and I was like yeah what is going on and anyways (laughs) go ahead you wouldn't know that he was capable of doing something like that that. and again they're they're walking amongst us they literally are now we know a true crime that you are not going to ever cover thank you Mm -hmm. uh is there a true (laughs) (laughs) is there one that you're dying to cover I don't want to give away any spoilers of any upcoming episodes, but is there one that like, you're like, you want to do it so well that you're like going to hold off on it for a little bit? Yes. So I really want to cover Aaron Hernandez. Like, but like that. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I, not many people know him. Uh, Not from this show. They do. I mean, like Boston is like 85% of our listeners. Shout out Boston. So yeah, I think they do. (laughs) 
<laughs> Salem, going, like, Salem's, Salem's creeping up on the viewership this week. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, no, but I think like, honestly, I think the Netflix documentary did a really good job on covering mm. them. And I think that, I don't know. I think that, what is it? CTE? CTE. CTE yeah. Yeah. That, I think that plays a big part in it. A lot of people, mm. but I don't know. I kind of got sad when I watched his documentary and also my parents are in North Attleboro. Yeah. So they lived there while it all happened. And so like being there while that was going on, it was like this street shut down and this gate gas station shut down and this, and like my sister's friend's dad was the police chief of like everything that was going on. So my hope is like one day I can like interview him and talk about not the case probably, but like what was it like? Like, what do you have to do when it's a famous football player? Like, do you uh, not only a famous a football player, a loved football player, a loved, you know, mm-hmm. like a Super Bowl champion, and like everyone, lo- I mean, very loved in the community of, yeah. of Pats Nation for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, what do you have to do differently? Do you have to tread lightly? Like, do do tons of people get involved? Because I'm sure they do. And like, you have the news. Like, we couldn't go down because his neighborhood's kind of near ours Mm -hmm. you couldn't go down it so then it's everybody in that neighborhood is affected by this like media frenzy so I think that would be a really interesting one to cover but I don't want to rush it because I'm like I want to do it right yeah I want it to be it might be like a four-parter but oh okay funny enough funny enough my college roommate is also from um North Attleboro his friend was the one that found the body of yeah of the victim and like he the way my friend describes it because I I don't want to do this guy just justice because now I'm like three people removed but he said (laughs) like the like having to be having to testify in front of Aaron Hernandez as a lifelong Pats fan first of all Aaron Mm -hmm. Hernandez is like six seven you know 285 pounds is not uh, like it's you know very hard to miss that man and just to Mm -hmm. have to stare at him while you're testifying against him in court it's probably a very intimidating thing. Throw on top of that, you're a Pats fan. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's a whole, it was a totally different. Uh, I think it was a really different kind of uh, celebrity uh, athlete case that we've seen just because of like how like how close to home it was. It wasn't like he was yeah. doing it somewhere else. It was like mm-hmm. in his backyard and in the backyard of the place he played football in. So yeah, really, really interesting. And then the documentary opened up a whole other slew of things that you were like, what was going right. On. right right yeah and then just like but, didn't answer questions after that <laughs> they were like well okay enjoy and credits Tom Brady's going to the Buccaneers and I was like, well, what is happening oh my gosh I love that we're gonna take a quick break from this week's episode to talk about our brand new sponsors and a long time coming with TYR guys I've been a part of the swimming community for gosh knows how long. I've been retired for just about three years, but I'm going back in with my friends over at TYR. That's right. TYR has everything you need from swimming to try to anything from biking, running, you name it. Tier or TYR has got you hooked up. They got a brand new spring collection coming out, and I'm going to hook you guys up. That's right. I'm going to get you 10% off at checkout with the code Jared, J-E-R-O-D-I-G-10 off that's right jared j-e-r-o-d-i-g as in instagram 10 off gonna get you 10 percent off at checkout with their brand new spring collection so if you're a swimmer i know i have swimmers listening to the show biker uh triathlete whatever it may be head over to tyr check out their brand new spring collection and now back to the interview 
So uh, speaking of cases that hit ho- close to home, one mm-hmm. that has hit the small screens and has everyone talking is the girl from Plainville and the mm-hmm. Michelle Carter case. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? And I'll, I'll ask a question about this because that was kind of vague, but you know, this is kind of, I mean, you have um, Little Fanning and I can't remember her first name. She's playing Michelle Carter and oh, uh, L Fanning, L Fanning. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. L Fanning's playing, playing Michelle Carter. It, she's, you know, portrayed and like, obviously Michelle Carter was portrayed as a, you know, girl from small town, New England and like, you know, went to Florida, but it's, you know, you have the, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I don't have Hulu. I switched. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. I need to be on my next. Okay. So there's a scene in there that kind of creeps me out. It's, um, it's not going to ruin anything for you. And if, honestly, if I tell you the scene, you should probably go watch it. Um, obviously, you know a little bit about the Michelle Carter case, but mm-hmm. she is word for word reciting um, the part in Glee after they do the live episode of Corey Monteith passing and yeah. and Rachel is like doing the whole you know saying goodbye to Finn and mm-hmm. she's reciting it word for word after her boyfriend had had committed suicide so it was just like the most eerie thing but my thought was like okay Hulu you got me this is great television but yeah. who told you that Michelle Carter recited Glee throughout all of this mm-hmm. so it's just the, to the dramatization of it all right it's yeah. obviously you want to attract viewers but how much of the truth are you able to, to really share here? Right. And that's what I don't, that's what I don't like is when they like dramatize it and they make these weird things of like somebody I saw on TikTok. I don't know. Cause it's TikTok. Somebody said that that was real, but to me, it's kind of strange that it came out for the first time in Hulu's thing. Yeah. Like maybe if maybe they like scoped out her friends or her friends of friends and like yeah. someone just dropped that bomb, but like, I don't know if I'm the Carter family. I'm like, what is this all about? Like, I mean, if I'm the Carter family, I'm probably not watching the documentary. Let's be honest. But but yeah. So, but like, I I don't know. It just, it made for great TV. It tied into the story because they they kept bringing that back. They kept bringing up Glee, which was weird. And it was like, it was in 2014, 2015, right around when like that was out. It was actually happening on Glee. So like, I don't know. It was very 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 eerie, oh when very it's like odd. trying to paint that picture like remember remember 2015 you know like that's <laughs> what it was trying to do or something like that yeah and then the chain smokers released like closer and then this is what happened it's like no let's just like stick to the story right another interesting thing is because everybody really honed in on the michelle carter one mm-hmm. but i think like a year after i don't know if it was a year after how long after the same thing happened again in boston where a girl convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide at BC. See, this is why we're having you on the show. I had no idea. Yes, I, had no I, idea. Will, and- I will cover that in a, in a case that will come up because I haven't covered it yet. But <laughs> it was like I was reading so much about the Michelle Carter and I think her name's In Young Yu. Okay. But yeah, she can. She texted her boyfriend and convinced the same thing. And I was like, interesting how no one's talking about that one, which happened right after. But we're so stuck on Michelle Carter. It probably has to do with what, what Michelle Carter looked like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, mm-hmm. it was, it was, yes, it was groundbreaking. We'd never, yeah. we'd never charged someone with manslaughter for text messages, right? but it's so interesting. Cause like you think the news people, the news anchors would be like, and carrying on into the same exact thing that is happening, yeah. you know, 45 minutes up the road. Right. So, and, yeah. and like, this is a problem and clearly yeah. there's an issue here and like, 
we don't have laws that this would fall under or like Mm -hmm. you would charge something with. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting that because I was like, "Mm, Massachusetts, we got to get it together. Yeah. It's like, we have, we have two that we're really hung up on and it's, and then like rightfully so, I mean, you know, we have the Boston Marathon and we have Aaron Hernandez. Yep. And that's, that's about it. I mean, at least yep. in my time, in my lifetime of living in New England, like those are the two that like always seem ones. to get brought up. Yeah, constantly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch and I'm sure I'm going to get put on blast for that, but it is what it is. You know, that's what you, it's part. okay. You, you didn't grow up here. It's no, fine. I'm a transplant. So you're just, you're playing catch up. That's why I'm here. There we go. <laughs> Crime with a K every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna go listen to all my episodes right after that no seriously absolutely but so kind of like going off of that like the dramatization and how it kind of can kind of get annoying is there a point where you're like listening to a podcast watching a true crime where you're like why is this in here yeah yep yeah definitely with a podcast I'm very picky about the podcast I listen to when it comes to true crime because I don't like and I'm not calling anyone out by doing this but like when people are disrespectful towards a case, like when they kind of veer off in a tangent about like something else and then they laugh about it. And I'm like, that probably wasn't the best time to like, Mm. or when they dramatize it and they build this personality for this person and they kind of make it seem like, I know this killer and we were best friends. And on Sundays he would drink chocolate milkshakes and then he'd go walk his dog. And I'm like, you didn't know him. So Mm just kind of stick to the facts of what you do know and what his friends would say and what his family would say and don't make it sound like you know him as a person. And then in Netflix documentaries, I think the best one that people talk a lot about is Ted Bundy in the sense of like, we can't ignore the fact that Ted Bundy was a very good looking guy. And like, he's not my type. I wouldn't, (laughs) but For the fact of the matter of during the time period in which Ted Bundy did his things, he was a handsome, good looking guy. Mm -hmm. He used that to his advantage to get women. Right. Sense of I I'm, I'm normal looking. I'm good looking. I'll turn on the charm. I'll be funny. I'll be kind because that's what women feel comfortable around and will gravitate to in movies about him. They paint him as this good boyfriend and a great friend and a great guy and all these things. And I'm like, you're trying to make your viewers fall in love with him rather than just say he was a good looking guy, but he was an absolute psychopath and mm. an absolute psychopath cannot be a good friend or a good coworker or a good boyfriend because they're not all there and right. they're doing horrible, awful things. And I think that Hollywood takes a lot of crimes and just like runs with them, especially male guys who tend to be on the better looking side it's like they want their female audience to fall in love with them and I think that's what people get really upset about because it's like stop romanticizing this person and just backed it out yeah I love that and mine was going to be a lot less than that I was I was going to use the OJ Simpson the people versus OJ dramatization which was I I have like no bone to pick with that documentary except the Kardashian part yeah and I know why they did it. I right. know why they put that in there. Cause they yep. like, you want people to remember that Rob Kardashian is the father of the Kardashians, yep. but you have to be living under a gosh darn rock for a, a century to not know that. Right. I mean, like he was the w- most famous lawyer of yep. the 20th century. Yep. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, like the, like the, the uh, Kardashian, I'll never, like yes. it never leaves my head. It's just no. so annoying. And it's like, you're right. They did it for a reason, especially 
our generation is obsessed with the Kardashians, with anything Kardashian, of course we're going to watch. So we're going to play that up as much as we can. But I think what Hollywood, for everything that they do, whether it be true crime or, you know, something about somebody getting sick, they like lack the fact that these are real people with real families who went through real emotions and real things. And that's, that stinks. Right. Agreed. We don't like that. I've always wondered like how much of the say does the family get when they give over the rights to a show or a documentary for that? Cause Mm -hmm. like, I mean, there's points where I'm cringing at it. So like the families of the victims, like I, I can't speak for them. But right. I'd have to imagine they're like, also, what the heck? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Even my mom brought up a good point about the Michelle Carter one. Mm-hmm. When they came that out, I know they've done a few already, but my mom was like, they need to stop because the, I'm sure that her parents are like, this stinks for us. And to keep watching this, like, and being put on blast, like that hurts us. And like, it does because they're real people and they're still living. They're trying to get jobs and live their life and not have it haunt them. And I mean, so is Michelle Carter, right? Like, I'm right. not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna side with, with you know, right. yeah. her. But you know, like, what was it? A, a week after the first episode of The Girl from Plainville comes out, and all of a sudden, these pictures of Michelle Carter recently surface. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's timely. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. it's, it's also like, yikes. So, mm-hmm. but do you think podcasts then do a better job of just getting straight to the point? Because I mean, from our experience in podcasting. You, I mean, well, what we post on Instagram and TikTok, but like you only have what's the spoken word. So like you don't have, you don't really have the, you know, the Hollywood budgets or the click cameras or the makeup and all that to do that type yep. of stuff. Do you think, do you think podcasts do a little bit of jo- better job of just like getting straight to the point with true crime? Yeah. Yeah, I do because you're right. There's no hair and makeup and actors and dramatizations and having it to be perfect. Like it's this mm. either one, two, three, four, however many people talking back and forth about the facts. And I think that in a podcast, you only can grab somebody's attention so fast because it's listening. And like, I know a lot of people are doing video now with like Joe Rogan and Call Her Daddy and they stream it and all that stuff. But like, for the most part, you don't have a lot of time to captivate somebody. So you don't get the benefit of like, you know, doing the whole glamorization. So, but I think that podcasts do better in the true crime space because you're forced to get the facts right and do better and do and and get all that information out without fluffing it up. Absolutely. So with so many true crime podcasts out there, I know we've touched a little bit on it, but what would you say makes Crime with a K stand out amongst the rest? So I really wanted Crime with a K to be kind of what I had growing up with my mom and even now with my mom and my friends and I wanted it to be like you're talking with your bestie about a case and about the details because growing up I would be like oh my god did you see that case about blah 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 and then they'd be like yeah I did and it was like da 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 and it was like people bantering back and forth about this and that's what I wanted crime with a k to be I want it to feel like you're sitting there you're just chatting with me about a case. You're getting the facts. You're getting, you know, Kelsey and her personality. You're talking about coffee. Like you're talking over coffee about a crime, about a case, about, you know, money heist, things like that. Um, whereas I think other podcasts will do like, they're either so straight to the point about their case and they do it in the sense of like a narrator. And I love those two. I listen to those. 
or they do two people just kind of talking back and forth or have a scripted show mm-hmm. of what to say and what not to say and how to react and what to do. But I wanted it just to be like casual chats over coffee and crime. I like that. Please. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. And so you touched a little, you touched on like having a co-host and you started yes. the podcast with a co-host and have since obviously moved to more of a, a solo realm. What was that decision like to go solo? And what are the differences that you've seen being more on the solo show? And what are like those advantages that you've seen now being able to more take control of, of the show holistically? Yeah, that was a really, it was a hard decision to decide to go solo because it's fun to do it with somebody like you, a partner and you get to do all these things. But I think I myself just kind of wanted to expand more in the sense of where I want to take crime with a K. And I wanted to cover not just murders and sex crimes and kidnappings. I wanted to go above and beyond and cover things around the world and really all of these different things that would fall into that true crime bucket and like real world problems and things that are happening in the world that we might not know about. And I also kind of wanted just to have it be myself because it, I don't think what people understand is it's really hard when you have a co-host Yeah, because there's two of you and like, it's just not in a bad way. It's just, it's, it's a challenge because if you don't show up, and then the, you leave the other person hanging and vice versa. So I wanted to do my own thing and just kind of branch out crime with a K, reach a broader audience and again, cover like around the world things, take crime with a K all over the place. I love that. And I just want to speak to from a solo podcaster. Obviously mm-hmm. I have a guest on the show and that's, I, that's fun. And I love talking to people, but also to like, it gives me, this is my show. Like, you yeah. know, and like, yeah. I I applaud co-host shows like I think of like Barstool's Pardon My Take you mm-hmm. know back and like that like those guys I don't know how the, they, they just they just gel really really well yep. and then you have like shows I'll stick in that realm of Call Her Daddy that had mm-hmm. that partner hoo-ha whatnot I didn't want to get yep. that's not what right. they're but like it, it can be so difficult to to rely on somebody but also yep. to like have that burden of they're relying on you too yes you know what I mean so whenever people ask they're like would you ever have a co-host I always I'm always like I'd be all for it because that Mm -hmm. means I do half the work yes but then it also means like you also have less how you have half the share of the voice Mm -hmm. so I don't know it's it's like it's everyone always wants to talk about the advantages because sometimes a co-host you get to talk more about different things or you Mm -hmm. get to have their viewpoint and it's not always just Jared's nasally voice I don't know but I'm always (laughs) thinking But I'm always thinking of like the disadvantages of, of like having a co-host. I don't know. It's it's definitely one that I've 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 tangled with. I don't know uh, someone that would be able to do this with me for as long as I've been doing it. I'm not saying I've been doing it for a very long time, but I don't know. I just don't want to like rely on somebody. I guess it's hard. Yeah, it's really it's really hard when there's two people in that driver's seat. Yeah, it's really hard. And like there's days that I'm sure you have that you wake up and go, I cannot record an episode today like mentally I am checked out we both work a very busy full-time job that is really tolling and then adding in podcasting and so then you add in someone else and you're like if I don't do this that hurts them and Mm. I'm gonna hurt them so it's Mm. like honestly I I agree with you I applaud anybody who does the co-host thing because it is it's it's hard 
Yeah. And kind of going off that, you're such, you're so good at transitions just naturally. So we both work a, a full-time job. We both work at the same place. And I knew too, that when I said, could you do 7 PM tonight, you'd be totally fine with that. Cause let's be honest, we probably logged off at like 6 30. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so on top of doing, you're doing, you have a full-time job, right? And like, I, I have always talked about how this isn't my full-time job on this show. I rarely have people that do both. So what's it like for you? What is a typical, you, you know, you're releasing new episodes every single Monday. So what does a typical podcast work week look like for you on top of your full-time job? Yeah. So it is busy. Yeah. It, honestly, it's busy because work, I think the benefit that we have, right. Is like we can make our own schedule, like our company. I love them. They're mm-hmm. my favorite ever. They're really good about like you build your own schedule as long as you get your stuff done. My podcast week will be episodes go up on Mondays. Yeah. And then I also have a YouTube channel where I do like lifestyle and behind the scenes of the, of the podcast. So if you're interested in like how the podcast works and what we're covering and things like that, that's what I do on YouTube. So then on Tuesday, my YouTube will go up and then pretty much Wednesday, Thursday, I'm researching my case all day. So like I'll sit and work with my headphones in ingraining whatever this case that I'm going to cover is about and just at night watching a documentary or reading articles and just getting all my facts in order and then Thursday fact checking seeing if there's anything I missed Friday morning waking up at 5 45 in the morning grabbing a coffee from somewhere local sitting down at 6 30 and recording my episode so that Friday night I can record it put it up and then go live on Monday Wow. Okay. That's completely different than where I'm at, which is, which is awesome because like I have, I have a follow-up question to that. So yes. you're doing all this research for a case and like, mm-hmm. I don't know when I used to like study for exams or like, I don't know, just research or write, go like write a paper. That's a perfect mm-hmm. example. I would just have all this bullet point stuff everywhere. How did you go from the research, the fact find what you want to cover to then putting that into the microphone? That's a good question. So pretty much my Google doc, if you look at like my, my Google doc, it's literally like high school papers, college papers, true crime, <laughs> like how I've progressed. And I'm like, wow, yeah. she's grown <laughs> the same way where like, I'll go through and bullet point all these different points. And I know that like, I don't want to say script cause it's really not scripting, but I'll kind of write out how I want to say it. That's how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, People don't realize when you sit down in front of a mic, it's kind of daunting. You're yeah. like, Ooh, this is professional. I have to know what I'm going to say. And if I mess up, it's fine. But like, I need to have my, what I'm going to say right in front of me. So that way I can kind of tell it as a story. This, that's how I want to do it. It's like, I want it to be like, I'm telling you a case and like, I'm your news girl for true crime. So that's, I'll bullet it out and then go back and just format it in a nice, pretty little way. Yeah. I love that. See, for me, it's totally different. Um, and I, like, I know we kind of have two different, two very different shows, but like, I have to constantly find a guest. So it's like, it's my DMS are full of blue check marks, mainly Ooh. sent, mainly sent, never delivered, never read. Like I'm not flexing. It's, it's actually, no, I know. I said that, like, that just came off so douchey. No, it's all sent. It's all sent, never like received. Um, but you know, obviously we get some blue checks on the podcast. I know. Um, but it's, it can be hard. Like I always try to create like a, a long enough runway, as I say, to yeah. have episodes. I, I, so I go up every Wednesday. I'm literally, I'm on the, I'm like, I go till the, till the brink of midnight on Tuesday nights 
editing, clipping, po- like getting ready to post. And then I like sleep it all off and I wake up Wednesday. I'm like, I hope I made it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I make sure it always does. Wait, but, what's yeah. your what's your week schedule? You have to, we have to compare. Yeah, so like when you said you could do 7 p.m., I was elated because I mean, like for me, I'm in the I'm in the office Monday through Friday typically. And I leave like 5.30, 6 o'clock, get there at like 7.30 usually. You go in every day? Yeah, yeah. I just, I, yeah, I'm not a big work from home guy. I trust me, like it's, it's convenient. And like, we're not going to talk about that because we've been talking <laughs> it for two years I was but, flexing because I was like I'm going in every Wednesday for bagels you're like that's great Kelsey yeah I was like sweet thanks I'm gonna have no one in the office no but <laughs> I don't know I just I found myself when it was like mandated that we work from home I was like losing my work-life balance of just like not work-life balance because I got like again we work for a great company they let us we have you know unlimited PTO put them on you know like whatever but I like I just whenever I got a work email, it could be 10 o'clock at night. I'd like wake up to type it out. Like, cause yep. like, Oh, my computer's right here. But right. like back when I would go into the office every day, I would like my work computer is sitting in my backpack and right. I won't touch it until I get to the office tomorrow at seven 30. And mm-hmm. that's my balance. And like, when I'm home, I'm home. I don't want to work. So yep. I don't know. So I just, I started doing that. Uh, I'll, t- I'll work from home. if like, I need to do laundry really, really bad or something like that. But yeah. So when you did, when you said you could do seven, I, I really tried to, to do interviews at night just to yeah. balance with work. Um, Cause I'd hate to like take up time during my work day f- for an episode when I could be meeting with a client and making money um, right. because, because normal guy lazy, I does not pay the bills. Truth, uh, I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> you hear that guys? We're going to leave the link to our donation. Yay. But yeah, so I try to do episodes, record um, interviews at night, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I do Tuesdays are editing nights. So I take, I'll take like to, you're this week's episode. So I will take this episode tomorrow, edit it, cut the clips for the, uh, for the Instagram, put it into anchor and by 10 30, 11 30 at night tomorrow, it'll be ready to go. And that's that. So it's, it's, it's a little more um, bum rush than yours. I think. Um, but I also need to go find a guest for next week. So like, that's going to be my week this week. It, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I know, but I, you have a good routine. And honestly, I have to give you credit because you're going into the office and that, yeah. to be honest, I forgot how exhausting going into the office is. So I give you a lot of props for going into the office and then coming home and doing an interview because I would literally need a butterfly needle in my arm of caffeine. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I am a, ca- like, I am a caffeine fiend. I like, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I just kind of took a nap before our interview. Just to, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I got home at like six o'clock, quick yeah. cat nap, ready to go. I look refreshed. Some of, us, some, some of us did a hot girl walk. Some of us did a hot girl nap. I mean, you know what? Yeah. It was either that or hop on the Peloton. And I was like, uh, yeah, no. not tonight. No. <laughs> Nobody needs that, okay? <laughs> no, not today, not today. So we we kind of hinted at it. We haven't brought it up yet, but on your most recent episode, uh, you that you released on April 11th, we're doing this interview on April 25th. So I'm I'm off. Never mind. But uh, you did an unsolved murder of Maria Marta of Argentina. But something mm-hmm. unique about this episode is right after you recorded it, or you recorded it in Argentina. I was trying to figure that out in the episode. I recorded it right before, like right before. That's before what I thought. Okay. And then you went and experienced Argentina after covering that case. So what was that like? And I know you've talked about like letting the podcast kind of take you to different parts of the world. Now you're Mm -hmm. like out there actually living it. What was that like? 
I think so when I covered the Maria Marta case I had a different perspective of how Argentina was going to be and I really only picked that case because it's kind of weird how it worked out so I picked to go to Argentina literally I went last week I booked the flight a week and a half before I left it was very spontaneous and then I was like well now that I'm going to Argentina I must cover a case in Argentina for my friends right I call them because they're like my little friends I love that episode and at the same time, Netflix had kind of released that documentary about Maria Marta called Carmel. It's all in Spanish and it's really hard to watch just because the subtitles go really fast. But I was like, wow, timely that this is all kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. But when I watched the documentary and then did the research, I kind of had a different perspective on Argentina because like I said, there was not a lot of information on the case and you would have thought the police were like, okay, she's dead. (laughs) We, what do you want us to do? Like, like how I took it when I did the research, but then I went to Argentina and I was like, these are the nicest, kindest, most amazing people. And like interacted with the police at one point and they were great and they were fun and they were kind. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like go like, doing research on a case, kind of getting a, some like a perspective, but then being proven wrong and loving it and falling in love with the place and wanting to work remotely there at some point. We're just going <laughs> to throw that out there. <laughs> just throw that out there. Like if you guys are listening, just like, yeah, yeah. Um, that was really cool. And it's such a short episode because again, like there's not a lot of facts, but I could make like a 15 hour episode about my time in Argentina and all of the people there. And then what was interesting I met a few people there and when I came home they told me things about Argentina that I didn't know that I want to cover in another case mm, I really like and that's like what I want crime with a K to be like worldly meeting people things being proven wrong just all that I love that I love that my next question was going to be where do you want to take crime with a K next but you're kind of already answering that here <laughs> all around the world <laughs> I love it I love that oh but that's awesome I, I I remember I you put on the Instagram like where do you think my next one will be yeah you put the dancing the woman the tango. in the, yep. the tango dress emoji but in my defense <laughs> Are you where I'm going with this? Do you know where I'm going with this? I know. Okay. I, you had a Starbucks coffee in the background of that, yes. that prompt. So I'm like, I nailed it. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I didn't realize too, like when I did that, there were like five already ready for you. And like Argentina, definitely Argentina, definitely Argentina. I was like, well, my bad. <laughs> it was so cute because I saw yours and I was like, Honestly, his thought process was actually better than how creative I am. <laughs> He's actually more intelligent than I am because he thought outside the box. I was like, he, he tango girl. And Jared's like, no, it's the coffee cup. It's the coffee. Coffee girl. And well, I was like, you're, al- you're always like, you're always like, oh, I'm going to get a coffee. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is it. You're definitely doing Seattle. <laughs> when you said it, I was like, wow, he's good. I'm going to hire him for my next one because you know what? My clues are not as, because everyone was like, Kelsey's Argentina, Argentina, Argentina. And I was like, oh, how do you all know about Tango? Jared's like, it's the coffee cup. It's the coffee cup. <laughs> it was timely too because I just spent my, like, I had a layover in Seattle for like an overnight and we went to the first ever Starbucks and I am also oh. obsessed with Starbucks equally as much as I love Dunkin'. <laughs> so both are open for endorsements of this podcast. <laughs> However. <laughs> Starbucks, if you're listening. 
Okay, if you're also listening. Um, but yeah, like I, I went to the first ever Starbucks. So that like, it was on the brain. So for me, I was like, oh, duh, she's going to talk about some crazy murder in Seattle. It's like they're in, they got like stuffed into the like fish, uh, fish casing of the public market. I got this. <laughs> Boom. Like, <laughs> you're like Googling, you're like fish market murder. Literally, Seattle. I'm like people that murdered each other in Starbucks or in Starbucks in Seattle. Jared's like, I got this. Yeah, I love exactly that. what happened. Yeah. Well, it shows you how much I know about true crime. But anyway. <laughs> next time, no, next time I'm hiring you if I go somewhere. I'm gonna I'm Okay. Gonna, okay. Or I'll just do the clues. Student. I'll just do yes. the clues. On top of having my own Instagram, I definitely have time to do yours too. <laughs> that's 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 the one thing that like I so I'm I'm on year we're all, we're almost two full years old and yeah yes I've had weeks where I didn't do an episode I will admit it and I'm sure I've done a lot more of those this year than I did last year but the Instagram is the hardest thing to keep up with and like mm. gaining organic and like I, I had to start posting on TikTok too because like there's there's no better app for organic than mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I've been pretty stagnant with Instagram followers. I love all 570 of you. Um but like knows tic- the exact number. So yeah, if well, you I, I just checked I just checked it before this episode. Don't put me on blast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like it's 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 like it's obviously TikTok is organic and that's how you like grow. But yeah, it's so hard to be like I have to find three clips because I want to post like once or once mm-hmm. every other day or whatever. And, you know, I have to keep it to 59 seconds and it's tough. It's all, no one gets the life we live. No, no one, no one really understands like, and like not to like, no one understands. It's just like, no one understands. I mean, all the people that make podcasts probably understand. Right, right. Yeah. Like the other like content creators. 100,000 people that make podcasts. (laughs) It's so much work. And like, even the Instagram I posted today, my case notes, I had to post two weeks ago case notes because I was like, oh my God, I forgot. And like trying to do the TikTok thing. And I'm like, a trending sound. How do I make that fit with this? And then I have right. to edit and then I have to record. And I'm like, this is so hard. Well, and you do a YouTube channel. I don't, I like, oh I, you, yeah, you're, you're on top of it. <laughs> you're on top of it. I'm, I'm happy that it looks that way because on the inside, it's like the, oh, the, the meme with the guy that's like, everything's fine. And it's like the fire all around him. That's oh, I was going to say the SpongeBob episode where they're like oh, running yes. around in his brain. Yeah, that's mine currently as we're talking right now. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, I love it. Well, we've gotten to the point of the show where we asked the last question that I know you know is coming because yes. you're such a big fan of the podcast. I but, am. <laughs> thank you. But Kelsey, <laughs> if you were to write your autobiography, what would be mm-hmm. the title of it and why? The title of my autobiography would be Don't Quit Your Daydream. Because I think that a lot of times everybody has all these big goals and they seem really big, but they're not. Everything is attainable as long as you put your mind to it and you can do anything in the world. And no idea that you have is dumb and no niche is dumb or niche or however niche, however you say that word. There's a debate on TikTok. Oh gosh. But, but I am very big on following your dreams and doing what you want to do and not caring what anyone else thinks. And so my autobiography would be don't quit your daydream. On top of an absolute fire answer, I think you got the record this year for the fastest response in the calendar year of 2022. So oh, Kelsey, okay. unbelievable job. That was 
perfect answer. I absolutely love it. And thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute blast. Tell everyone where they can find Crime with a K and find Kelsey. You can find Crime with a K on Instagram at Crime with a K and on TikTok at Crime with a K. And if you want to follow me, I'm really not that entertaining or not that fun, but you can follow me on Instagram at hello.kelsey and on YouTube at hello Kelsey. I love it. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on and I will see you in the office for Bagel Wednesday. Oh, of course. My cine raisin will be lightly toasted. (laughs) I love it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. So a big thank you to Kelsey Gagner for coming on this week's show, sharing more about her journey to crime with a K and telling us all about true crime. I know I learned a lot. I uh, had to sleep with the lights on that night after the interview, but doesn't matter. It was an unbelievable episode, and I'm so excited that you guys got to listen to it. So be sure to go check out Kelsey's podcast, Crime with a K, available on all streaming platforms, and go follow her or go subscribe to her YouTube channel, Hello Kelsey. I'll leave all things uh, Kelsey in the links in the description of this week's podcast, so be sure to go check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and thank you for all your continued support this podcast would not be where it is today without you, all of you guys. So uh, if you're new to the show, be sure to go follow us at on Instagram at NormalGuyLazyEye. On TikTok, same thing, at NormalGuyLazyEye. Go check out the merch store to get your hoodies, your Q-zips, your T-shirts, you name it. You got it. It's over there on the NormalGuyLazyEye merch shop. Uh, and that does it for all the shameless plugs. That does it for this week's episode. I'll see you all next week with a brand new episode.